Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a great message coming out of the book of Psalms, chapter 118. The title of the message is, I Will Celebrate My Freedom. So if you don't have your Bibles, pause the podcast, run back, get your Bibles, come back and join us. We're in the book of Psalms, chapter 118, verses 21 through 29. I'm Again, I'm in the King James Version, and starting with verse 21, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Church, lest we forget, our lives exist because Jesus Christ died. We don't need to ever stray away from that fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you and for me. He bore our sins. He bore our iniquities. He took our bad habits. He took our sinful nature. He took everything bad about us to the cross, and he died on that cross. He took nails that should have been in our hands. He took a crown of thorns that should have been on our head. He took a spear in his side that should have stuck in our side. Jesus Christ died our death, and we live because he died. We have freedom from sin because Jesus paid our penalty. Jesus took our punishment. Jesus died when we should have been the one that died. And the only reason that we live is because Jesus Christ is the one that made it possible. So with all that made clear to the saints of God today, I say just like the psalmist announced, thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God and I will exalt thee. My life is the Lord's doing. I will praise thee because you, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ have become my salvation, just like the psalmist said here in 118, I praise you because you are my salvation. I know where my strength comes from. I know where my hope is. I know where I can put my trust at today. It is Jesus Christ and him alone. Now, too many times we become relaxed with this world that we live in and we forget about the reality of who we are and why we are alive. The book of John chapter 15 verse 5 says, apart from me, this is Jesus telling us, apart from me, you can do nothing. He, he's telling us as human beings, the creation that the creator made, we are his creation. And he says, I have designed you that nothing in your life is possible without me because everything that you do, I give you your breath. I give you your ability to walk. I give you your ability to see. I give you your ability to think and to process 
those things. Everything that you have, I designed you to be able to do those things. And apart from me, you are nothing. You have nothing. You can do nothing. Listen, church, we don't have any hope without the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in our lives. When we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, hope has entered in. When we don't have Jesus Christ, we have eternal damnation to look forward to. When we are born on this earth, we step into eternity. We don't know which direction we're going to go at that point, but eternity started for us the moment that we took our first breath, and as we live this very short life here on this earth, we're going to go in one of two directions. I'm going to tell you today, Jesus Christ gives me hope. I don't have hope in anybody else. I don't have hope in the politicians or the president or any state representative or any congressman. My hope is not in those people when they tell me that they'll do things because there's so many branches of government that can stop them from doing things. But I want to tell you something today. When Jesus Christ puts his words in writing, when Jesus Christ says that he will do something, you can bank on what he says. You can believe what he tells you and you can go to into eternity believing and trusting what he said. He will not steer you wrong. He will not lie to you. So where are we going? Listen, church, I want to ask you this question. Where are we going to go without Jesus? Who would we be without Jesus? What would we become without Jesus? None of us would have anything in this life to hope for or to do or anything that would be anything considerable that would be any hope in our lives without Jesus. So what would we become? Church, we've got a reason to be excited. We've got a reason to shout today. We've got a reason to celebrate Jesus Christ and the liberty that he has given us and the freedom that he has bestowed upon us through his death, burial, and resurrection. Because Jesus has made a way for us where there was not a way, where there just seemed to be no way in my life, where there seemed to be no way in your life, Jesus stepped in and made it possible. And before him, we were nothing. We had nothing. We had hope for nothing. Romans chapter 11, verse 36 says that, for from him and through him and to him are all things and to him be glory forever. There's that song, from you are all things and to you are all things and you deserve the glory. Listen, Romans chapter 11 and 36 has got it right and hit the nail right on the head today because with Jesus Christ, the only thing that we can look forward to anything outside of him is absolutely nothing. But with Jesus Christ, everything we have, everything that go, everything we have in this life, everything we can hope for, it comes from him. It goes through him and to, cut, to get to us and it goes to him any other way. He is the filter of our life. He is the one that everything flows through. He's the ever one, he's the one that everything flows out of. He is our hope. He's our, he's our power. He's our strength. He's our ever soon coming king. And today we got something to be glorious about and to be hopeful for and to celebrate our soon coming king, Jesus Christ, who has died to give us us the, the salvation that he has freely given us today. Everything that we have has been provided through Jesus. Now I want to tell you today, the prophet Zephaniah told us 
in Zephaniah 3 and 17. You know, he's he's one of those prophets that very few people look at hardly anymore. But in Zephaniah 3 and 17, he said, the Lord your God is in your midst. I want to tell you something today, church, and get that in your spirit today. Is that worth celebrating or what? Listen to what he said. The Lord your God, the creator of all things is right in the midst of you. And listen, he's not just in the midst. If you have asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you are saved today and you know that you've got your salvation, listen, God is not only in your midst, he's living inside of you. Our Lord is here with us, living inside of us. And that is a glorious thing that we can be excited about today. And I'm telling you, if that don't get your fire to burning, you wood is wet. But I know a God that can burn wet wood. I'm telling you today, I'm excited with the fact that Jesus Christ has fixed all the wrong that's in me, has taken care of all the lack of hope that I didn't have before I, I found Jesus and before he found me. He's given me something to praise him about. He's given me something to glorify his name about. I was hopeless without him. I was helpless without him. But when he stepped into my life, all that changed. Everything changed about me. He's molded my life to be what he wants me to be. He's carved in my life to carve out the things that don't belong. He's still working on me. He's having patience on me, but he's turning me into everything that he wants out of me. And I'm glad that he's doing it because all I ever want to do now is to satisfy my Lord Jesus Christ because of what he did for me. And I know that he's here with me. I know he's in me. And if you have received him today, you know that he's in you and you can trust what he does. Listen, you've got something to celebrate. You've got something to be uh, celebrating and thankful about and to praise his name and to give glory and honor to his name today because of what he's done. Now listen, before he found me, I had no freedom. Sin had control of me. Satan had me where he wanted me. And before Jesus found you, you didn't have any hope either. Maybe you thought you had some hope, but you were deceived. You deceived yourself. You were blinded by sin. But when Jesus came into your life, life started looking like one of those 4K Ultra HD movies. The, the sun shines brighter. The water sparkles clearer. The skies turned a bit bluer. Yes, life... Life, despite its problems, that it became better off. Yeah, there's still some issues in your life. Everything didn't go away. All your problems didn't go away. But looking at life now through a different set of eyes, looking at life now through a, a, a set of eyes that has hope and, and faith in someone who created all those things, the great division between us and God has been removed and the Lord God is in your midst. Just like Zephaniah said, I don't know anyone who wouldn't want to be excited about that known fact today that Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King, is living right here inside of us and with us, and he has made us have every bit of hope that we need to have. Now, listen, I want to talk to you about something to celebrate today. And you take the Chicago Cubs, for example. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about baseball and use a baseball analogy. So you take the Chicago Cubs, for example. I know there's a lot of people out there, and listen, you got to be a diehard Cubs fan to stick with the Cubs 
over all the years that they've had their troubles and their struggles and things like that. And, and I got no problem with that because, listen, a Cubs fan can tell you what they got something to celebrate. And listen, in 1907 and 1908, the Chicago Cubs won back-to-back -back World Series titles. The major league ball teams play an average of about 150 games a year now, and many of the other teams... Uh, you, you think about all these games at about 140 to 150 games a year, how many games they play. And back in 1907 and 1908, the Chicago Cubs won back-to-back -back World Series titles, and they were the first team in the, world, in the uh, Major League Baseball to ever pull that off. Now, many of the other teams uh, since then, such as the New York Yankees, which sits at the top of World Series wins right now at 27 wins, but many other teams, New York Yankees, St. Louis Cardinals, Boston Red Sox, Oakland Athletics, Atlanta Braves, and, and many more have, have won many World Series titles, and many of them were consecutive wins. But I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs here for just a minute because they had two wins back-to-back -back in 1907 and 1908, and they didn't see another championship win for 108 years. Now, they, hold, they held the record back then in 07 and 08 as the first team to ever have back-to-back -back wins and back-to-back -back championships, and then the 108 stint is a world record of going the longest stint of time with not having a World Series win. Now, you want to talk about something that's that could really get in your crawl and something that could really bother you, not only just as a team, but, I mean, you think about when the draft comes up. If, if you got a team that's won 108 years that hasn't... Uh, hasn't won a team, and then teams start swapping. I call it the draft. I'm, I'm drifting over into NFL football now. But it, when they start uh, uh, swapping players and start trading players and things like that, and uh, people start trading you off to the Chicago Cubs and and how that might make you think. But listen, it's, it's the longest streak in history of the game for any team to not become a championship team. And, and that puts you in a place to where you may not have anything to cheer about, not anything to worry about. But listen, they, they got to a place after 108 years, they finally won another World Series championship and they had a, had something to, the the praise about, something to glory about, something to jump up and down and get excited about because of the 108-year stint. And the the uh, the news showed the uh, the stadium where people were just going crazy and throwing their drinks and, and throwing everything that they could. They were so excited. They, were, they had something to be thankful for and something to be celebrating because finally they broke that 108-year streak of losing the, the World Series. They had been to the World Series uh, many a times over that 108 years, but they just couldn't seem to pull off the uh, four games out of seven game win in the World Series. So the Chicago Cubs went that 108 year streak. Now, now what I'm bringing this up to you about, they had something after 108 years that they, they could finally celebrate. And oh, the glorious day that it was, how Chicago fans everywhere finally got put back on the map and they finally had their team back to where they wanted it to be. But I want to tell you something today. Unlike the Chicago Cubs, we as Christians, we don't have to wait a 
108 years to celebrate having a championship title because 2,000 years ago, our, our champion, Jesus Christ, went to the cross with your sins and my sins, all the things, the games that we've lost over the years, all the games that we would never be able to see the championship in our life, all the failures, all the downhearted, and all that, all that despitefulness that we had in our life for so many years. And, and Jesus showed up at the cross. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll bring all men into me. I'll take you inside of me. I'll take all your sin, all your sorrows, everything that's about you that's wrong. I'll pull it on me and I'll nail it to that cross. And he went into the grave with our sins and he didn't bring it back out. He stepped into hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And when he came back out, he handed us life. He said, you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You haven't done anything for me to hand this over to you, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Listen, we got something to be praising him about. We got something to be glorious about his name and to be praising his name and to be uh, talking to our champion every day, letting him know how thankful we are because ever since Jesus Christ rose from that grave, everyone who has received Jesus as Lord over their life has earned the privilege of celebrating our championship each and every day. We don't have to wait until next season to try again. We don't have to worry about winning a playoff game. That playoff game is over and Jesus Christ is the forever reigning champion in this world and he has handed that championship title to you because we walk in him. We abide in him and he lives in us and we have become one with him and he's one with the Father. We can rejoice today. We got something to celebrate today because Jesus Christ is our ever reigning champion and the battle never has to be fought again. The fight will never be lined up again. He's never going to be challenged again as the who is the best and, and who's going to be the champion. He's never going to have that World Series in the in the spiritual realm again. We've got a forever reigning champion that lives inside of us. And if that don't make you feel like you need to celebrate something, I don't know what will. But I, I am so thankful that Jesus Christ lives in me and that he has done what he did for me on that cross and took away everything that I was going to be guilty for and buried it in that grave and didn't bring it back out. But he brought me eternal life out of that grave and handed it to me without any cause. He handed it to me in a way that I didn't deserve it. He handed it to me when I didn't deserve anything but the death that he died and he handed off a life and a life more abundantly and he says you can have it forever. Just trust in me. Walk in me. Follow me. Abide in me and this life belongs to you despite whether you earned it or not. Praise God. That's, that's a reason to be celebrating today, church. Now listen, we're freed from our past we're freed from our past sins, church. We're freed from the slavery of sin on our lives and in our lives. We've got something to celebrate today. I know we got people that goes to ball games all the time and they jump up and down and they shout and they carry on and they maybe they go to a football team, a football game and their, their favorite team grabs the ball and they're running upfield and, and you jump up and shout and you get so undignified and, and scream and holler and mess up your hair. But when we get in church, and we start talking about our Jesus Christ, our Lord that died for us and, and fixed it so that we would never have to die that death and that we would have eternal life with him and not have to face the punishment that we so willfully deserve. And he took all of that away from us. But we get in church and we go, well, that was a good message. That preacher, he sure did preach a good. Man, he's excited about what he preaches. 
And well, praise the Lord. That it's that's been a really good message today. Thank the Lord. He talked about Jesus dying for us. I, I'm going to raise my hand today and wave it just a little bit. Listen, church, we got to get past that. We got something to celebrate. When David was walking the streets, when the Ark of the Covenant come back into into Jerusalem, and and he was King David, he pulled off that priestly robe and put on that, uh, or, or pulled out that king's robe and put on that priestly ephod, and and he started dancing and all over the streets and he was dancing and, and everybody in the street was just seeing how the king was so excited to celebrate the presence of God back in the city and his wife uh, was looking down off the streets and when she talked to him she said you have embarrassed me there's something wrong with you we were dancing like that you got so undignified and, and he looked her right in the eye and he said you ain't seen nothing yet I'm going to praise my God I'm going to glorify my God I'm going to dance before him I'm going to shout his name I'm going to give him all the glory that he deserves because he is the one that makes everything about my life possible and I'm going to give him all the praise that he deserves so you ain't seen dancing yet you ain't seen shouting yet you ain't seen some praising yet because I'm going to glorify my king of kings and lord of lords listen church we got something to celebrate today there's a day coming when Jesus will place that championship ring on our hands. He's going to put that, uh, that, that, key, that kingly robe, that priestly robe of victory around us. And we'll have a celebration feast at the marriage supper of the Lamb up there in heaven with him. And we'll live with the champion as a champion forever. We're going to be bonded to him. And, and he's going to abide in us. We're going to walk with him and talk with him and, and, and rule and reign this earth with him. Listen, everything about about what we see now is going to be gone and it's going to be so much better. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the way that things are going to be when Jesus Christ is in total control of our lives and total control of this world and he rules and reigns it and Satan's going to be out of the picture for eternity. You ain't seen what celebration looks like yet, but we need to start working on it now. We need to start keeping our minds focused on where he brought us from and where we are today. We need to start remembering the things that we were and what we looked like in the despicable life that we had before Jesus found us under the rock that he dug us out of and we need to start celebrating that and praising him and remembering what we were and what he's brought us to today. Oh come on somebody needs to be feeling like celebrating. You might need to pull your car off and off the road and shout a little bit or, or you may be at work and maybe you need to step outside and, and just go around the back of the building and do a little dance jig or something right at your workstation if you're in a factory listening with your iPod or something, but I want to tell you today, Jesus Christ is worth celebrating. He's He's worth doing a little jig over. I don't care if you think it's un, un, undignified for somebody to be dancing in church, but I want to tell you, when the Spirit of God gets on you, you'll let your legs do some things that they ain't used to doing. You'll let your hands do some things that they ain't used to doing. Your mouth will speak some things you ain't used to speaking. You'll praise and glorify your Creator for what He's done for you. And I'm telling you, Jesus is king and we are in him and he's in the Father and that makes us one with our creator and our savior and in God's kingdom, there is no second place. We walk and talk with the champion every day so somebody needs to give the Lord some praise for what he has done in your life. 
Come on, church. We Listen, we celebrate new babies. We have baby showers and all kinds of things where we celebrate new babies, and we should. They're, they're a gift of God. We, we celebrate our birthdays. We celebrate anniversaries. Some of us celebrate and get a house paid off or a car paid off, and, and rightly so. You know, you especially if you finance a house for 30 years and, and you get right down to that last payment and, and you go to the bank and you hand that thing in in person just so you can see the look on their face and they can see the look on your face when they hand you back that receipt stamp paid in full and you get all excited and you do a little jig in the bank and listen, shouldn't we be much more excited about getting our sin debt paid off and, and never having to worry about having to pay that debt or worry whether or not we're going to have to face those sins and, and face the penalty for them sins? We should be more excited about our sin debt being paid off in our life. Listen church, you got something to celebrate about it. Oh, my precious Jesus, we need to celebrate him every single day of our life. First Peter 2 and 22 through 24 says, He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. And when he suffered, he made no threats. But instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly, he entrusted himself to the Father all the way through to death. And he himself bore our sins. Listen to this. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22 through 24. Verse number 24 says that he himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins in him and live for righteousness. And here's an added bonus that most people don't even look at because the end of that verse says, by his wounds you have been healed. Not only did he die for our sins because he died for us, we died to sin because he died for us. We don't have to worry about our sin penalty. He paid our sin price. He took the price that we should have paid and our sins have been forgiven. Our sins have been washed from us. Our faith in him has caused us to be righteous in God's eyes. But not only is all that true, but that added provision of our wounds have been healed because of him. He added that provision too. We got a healing in our body. We got a healing in our mind and we got a healing in our spirit because he took the wounds that we should have taken. He took the pain that we should have suffered. What a great God we serve. What a reason to celebrate him and his goodness today, church. It's a wonderful thing to know that we have him that we can trust in and we can abide in because he has done the impossible and made it possible and only Jesus Christ could have pulled that off. Listen, if God has been good to you, if he's given you something to celebrate, just like that last verse in our opening text uh, when we read, when we started this podcast, he said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. If you have received Jesus Christ into your heart and you've received him as Lord and Savior, his mercy is upon you and it's going to endure forever. His, his love, his grace, and his mercy, it has no timeline in your life anymore. It's going to be there and, and 
it's going to last forever in your life. He is worthy of your celebration today. I want you to find yourself an altar today. Find you a place. If you're at work listening, find you a place when you go on your lunch break or you go on some sort of snack break or whatever you do, but you need to find you a place to just celebrate and say, God, I am so thankful. I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. I want to rejoice. I want to take some time out right now to praise you and thank you for what you've done in my life. I've just been reminded by this preacher to look back at where you brought me from and I see the person I used to be and I don't like what I used to be, but thank God you've come into my life. Thank God you changed that. Thank God you gave me some hope in my life. Thank God I'm not that person anymore and you're the reason why I want to praise you today. I want to glorify your name and give you the honor that you deserve because you are worthy of my celebration of what you've done for me. Oh, you need to celebrate him today, church. You need to praise him today. Don't miss a day. Don't miss a moment. Remember what he's done in your life and thank him for what he's done. You've got eternity to look forward to in his hands and in his presence because of his mercy on your life. Thank God. I hope this has motivated you. Oh, I hope it's moved your spirit. I hope that it has touched your life today. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you don't have any hope. You don't have anything to look forward to except for eternal death and damnation. But you can receive Jesus today. If this message has touched you and you say, oh, preacher, I want that. I want that in my life. I want to know that I don't have to pay the price for my sins. I want to know that this agony and all this stuff that I've lived in that, that's just eating me alive and I can't escape it. I feel like I'm chained to it. I want to know that I can get away from it. Listen, if the Holy Spirit's pulling at your heart, reminding you that this preacher's telling you that you can have an escape, I'm going to tell you, you can call out on the name of Jesus today. You can ask him to come into your heart. You can ask him to break those chains and set you free from the bondage of sin that's held you down for your lifetime. And he can give you a free life. He can give you abundance of freedom in your life. And you can be free to serve him and celebrate him and live in the abundance of life that he graciously, he graciously paid for for you. So if you want to receive him today, if you don't know him and you've stumbled on this podcast and the Spirit of God is tugging at your heart and you know that you need to give your life to God, I want you to pray a prayer something like this. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need you to set me free. I thank you that you paid your, you paid my price for my sins and I know it according to your word, according to what this preacher says. I believe it in my heart. I have faith in you that you've paid my price on that cross and I thank you for that. That you shed your blood for me and I receive you as my Savior today. And I want to receive your death as my death and your resurrection as my eternal life. I take you into my heart today. Come in, change me, wash me, cleanse me white as snow. Set me free from myself and set me free from my sins today. In the name of Jesus, I receive you as Lord and Savior in my life. And if you prayed that prayer and you earnestly meant it with the whole Spirit of God pulling on your life, the, the Bible says that you have been made a new creature in Christ. God has moved into your life. The Spirit of God has, has moved upon you and changed you and started a transformation. And you need to get yourself in a church. You need to start finding some like-minded people. Get yourself in a Bible, believe in a church, buy you a good Bible, start reading it, studying it, find out who this Jesus is, listen to more podcasts, email me, let me know what you're going through where I can pray with you and talk to you. You can email me back and forth and we can 
you can talk to me on social media, but whatever you need to do, you need to find you a church family to get around in the name of Jesus so that they can help you live the life that you've chosen to live. Satan's going to come after you for it, but God says that wherever sin abounds, my grace is more abundant. He's going to give you the strength to get away from that enemy. God bless you and thank you for tuning in today. And I pray that it has helped you and touched your life. And we will see you on the next one.